Yes. Now, I'm, let me just jump mother. in here and just be like, just so we all know, we're probably going to cut all this, if not most of it. Um, so Phil, we can continue talking about it, but I just don't know how we get to the lights from, <laughs> from rape, sex traffic, Scientology. No, I just don't want to not talk about it because then it feels like we're avoiding Scientology because we sure. have some critics in our, we have some critics in our listenership that think we don't talk about. We have people listening who are like, you don't go hard enough at Scientology. Yes. <laughs> don't we, Aaron? I don't know. I just don't know if I have ever listened to a podcast and been like, I don't know what they think about Scientology, though. I do know what they think about Alabama's chances this year. But what about Scientology? Listen, Alabama can turn it around. How do they you? can. But can Scientology? I want to know what these people think about it. Hello and welcome to episode number 521 of the podcast. I'm one of your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on the things entertaining but do not matter. To find out more about these contemporaneous pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast. And we're still on Twitter. We don't call it what it's called anymore mm-hmm. at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking The More You Know. But before we do that, you guys, we nailed one live show in Austin, and we're going to nail another in Atlanta. Is that too confident? Uh, maybe, but it it was, listen, it was hands down our most fun live show we've ever done, don't you think? And they paid us, which was amazing, oh, amazing. by the way. What a difference. Uh, what a difference a stronger contract can make. If you weren't one of the 1,500 in the room or one of almost 3,200 homes that watch the live stream, you have an opportunity that you cannot pass up, which is to be with us in Atlanta on Saturday, September 30th. And do not take my word for it. One of our special surprise guests, Jen Hatmaker, said we should take the show on the road and go to 20 cities across mm-hmm. America. Now, mm-hmm. she wouldn't say that about anything not hilarious, right? No. So you should make plans to be with us in Atlanta. The Atlanta Symphony Hall holds 1,762 folks, and there are fewer than 100 seats left. Head to knoxandjamie.com slash live to get all the details. And you can use code BIRTHDAY in the unlock section on Ticketmaster to save a few dollars. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com 
slash host. All right, Jamie, it's time to do The More You Know. The More You Know. You know, normally we start with ask a personal question. I want That's the right. listener to start with ask a personal question. Ask yourself a question. Didn't you miss us last week? Didn't you miss us <gasps> last week? I think they might have missed us a little. Like... There's actually no evidence to support that. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to like anchor the idea to them that they did miss us. Definitely. Listen, I did get one DM. We did get one DM that said, uh, yeah, I fell for it. I did buy this live stream because I did not have a Wednesday episode. And I Desperate. was like, exactly. Yeah. So we did get one with that master plan. We did get yeah. one. So um, I'm sure they missed us. Listen, and there were so many thing ha- things happening. So I'm actually so glad we took last week off because now the more you know, this episode is super packed. That's super right. Super packed. A lot of stuff happening. Very spicy. We will definitely get to that. Um, before we do that, though, uh, Jamie, what is your ask a personal question this week? Okay. So this is kind of also a tease uh, because in next week's The More You Know that we do just for BFOTS, we do that every Monday that we don't have an AUA um, that week. And so in that, The More You Know next week, we're answering only questions about live shows. And so, and we're going to tell some of our favorite stories, which include that a man wanted to make out with me in the hotel elevator, the mm-hmm. joke that Jason Waterfall saved us from using yep. in the live show, the yep, staffer right. who had the staffer who had to give themselves an enema in the green room. It's exactly the staffer you're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> the venue staffer that Christiana wanted to drop kick to the moon. Mm-hmm, our favorite mm-hmm. friendship bracelets we were given by listeners, the best costumes at the show. There were people in like legit costumes. Yeah. And the meet cute that Aaron and I had on our three hour flight to Charlotte. And as you know, cool things always happen in CLT. Right. And then I would argue there's the category of revealing DMs uh, Mm -hmm. we received Mm -hmm. about people talking about their own experience, not in a negative way and about, can you believe this happened to me? Because I drank all them uh, scotch and sodas. It was uh, chaotic. (laughs) But my favorite DM that we got. So with the live stream, a lot of people were watching live and uh, the great team at Ethos Media. This is not an ad because literally we paid them full cash money. That's right. We We did not get a discount for talking about them. And so Ethos Media, who did the entire live stream, which they did a fantastic job. They had multiple cameras. They were running that thing like the professionals they are and our live stream had almost 3,000 homes watching live the chat was hopping and then two minutes before the show started we got a dm from someone watching the live stream now for context ethos media was taking crowd shots and like getting crowd shots and that was kind of like b-roll they were running the whole time so you could see my favorite was when it was large main and they had the wrong seat they were given the wrong seat number and then it was just a random blonde woman uh, and they were like, large remains here. And it's like, and I, and I felt like there's a great Key and, Key and Peele sketch about that at the, I think, uh, State of the Union, or it's a, it's a, oh, yeah, uh, town hall yes, where yes. they keep cutting to Jordan Peele. But, uh, it wasn't that woman with a man, and like yes, that man exactly. wasn't Laura, <laughs> which, which was not Laura's husband. So it was really funny. Now, that was our mistake. We gave the wrong seat number, sure, but also, so this, this DM that we got, and I mean it, 7 58 p.m., yeah, two minutes before the show starts. It, this person writes, I'm happily watching the podcast live when I see the woman that my husband left me for on the screen, <laughs> waving happily with her friends. Yeah. Nah, I want to tell the chat, but what if she sees it? Good Lord, chaos. Had to tell someone, LOL, sort of. Y'all have a great show. Let's do this. <laughs> Listen, okay, in terms of dealing with that very emotionally complex realization, yes. 10 out of 10. What a way to handle it and deal with it. Handled I'm it in beautifully. awe. Yes, yeah. Truly. Do you think this means that 
these are two women that have great taste in podcasts, but bad taste in men. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I want, and I think the, the actually the, everyone involved has great taste in podcasts. Right. I think the man probably just has bad taste in everything else, you know, in, li- in his life. Choices. Yeah. You can't yeah. win everything, you know, you can't get all, you of them. can't. So. so, and that's just one of the DMS we got. The others are even stranger. So incredible it or not. Yeah. Did you mention that, uh, one of the, um, characters from the X-Men universe, uh, was <laughs> really <laughs> probably the low key MVP of the night. Listen, right? I walked out of the w- dressing room and went down the hall and I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. Is, is that an X-Man? <laughs> like, I, is Magneto I? in the building? <laughs> and is he necessary? And is he opening for us? I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't I know. I wish he would have. Maybe I your know. mic would have worked at the beginning. You know? Who knows? Who Listen, knows? That wasn't was, Magneto's fault, though. That wasn't Magneto's that wasn't, fault. And it wasn't our fault, either. Nope. That that may give you a clue as to who, is, who would Christiana uh, dropkick to the moon. Yep. That's right. Anyway. Um, but we had a great show. And lots of people fed back how much they loved it. And it was so lovely to be in the room with so many lovely fans. And mm-hmm. and I love that somebody said this felt like a love letter, the show that we created. They said it felt like a love letter to the listener. And I oh. think that's a beautiful way to say it. I do think it is a love, love letter. I don't think you could have just come in. Although, to be fair, some people said they brought their partners or their sister who had never listened to the show. And they yeah. like left and had subscribed. Okay. Got multiple emails like that. Like, yeah. A so. lot of times we, we handhold a little bit more in the past we have of like, you probably are here and you don't have any idea what's going on this, this time we strayed a little bit from that. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, I feel like it worked out. I feel like it worked out too. pretty well. Yeah. I do too. Um, okay. I'm going to do, uh, ask a personal question. Um, not related to the live show, but kind of related to the live show because, um, I just, this was like kind of all over my DMS Saturday and it's two questions. Okay. Okay. Number one. And they're related. Two questions related. Number one, is Jamie okay? Obviously, this is after uh, oh. the Alabama Crimson Tide fell uh, uh, at home it's to the Jamie. university. It's Jan. Oh. It's Jan. <laughs> well, I want to check in with you. You know, I didn't know if people had started chirping at you, you know, Listen, if you're getting like, horns up or anything of, like that. Of course they had. No. It, the, yes, of course they had. It was so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listen, the people who I love who are Texas fans did not do that. Risa, she mm-hmm. did not do that. She did not send me any garbage. Okay. Um, okay. And so that was kind. My but mother, just like your your mental health's good. Like nothing, nothing for anybody to be like why worried is about. This leading into something. This feels no, it's like not. You're not. No. You're bad at leading into things because you just you spend too much time building no. a building a structure. Wow. That's exactly wow. right. And you now wake I know up. It's coming. You wake up in the morning. You're like, hey, gonna be a nice guy today. And this is how you get treated. That's you not know? what's about to happen. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> no, it really is. It really is. I'm just. Che- I wanted to check on Jan. I want to check on you. There were some incredible um, sad Alabama fan crowd, crowd shots that we don't often get. So, know. you know, and I think you know people what were just wondering. my spirit was mm. I got to look at Glenn Powell on that sideline and I would yeah. just replay it over and over. It was very watching nice. Glenn Powell on that sideline, watching Pat McAfee watch Matthew McConaughey on the sideline right. was yes. one of the highlights of my life. Honestly, I really, I would watch a documentary uh, doing that. The follow-up, this is not a mean qu- uh, a follow-up. I think uh, the, uh, the uh, another question I got was, is Texas back? This is the question everyone's asking because it's always it's been like the um, Lucy holding the football was for Texas Charlie Brown. Was ever around? Well, they do when, stuff when Vince sometime. Young was there, they were back. How long and ago was that? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Okay. It's been okay. a couple decade minutes. Um, but now they've been Alabama. People want to know is Texas back? And I think this is. I, I think this sets up really honestly a nightmare scenario. You know, because we could be looking at um, a, a winter season where Texas is back. The Dallas Cowboys are in the Super Bowl. Jason and I talked about that uh, uh, in this week's uh, uh, Star Trek Cut on the Over Underachievers. 
but I think we're looking at peak Texas right now. Aaron, are you? Do you have any ownership in in the Texas football dominance right now? No, I'm happy for them. I uh, I'm happy for them. We, you know, I no, we don't I, want that. No, I I good good for them. I think I think this will be interesting if like Aaron, if we could give you homework. Oh, if you okay. maybe like next week you come okay. back. Maybe you just look around college football and you're like, this coach is really hot and I want to follow him. Or oh, this okay. quarterback has a lot of armpit hair. I'm invested in that. Just think about it. You know, if you want to come back next week and talk to us about who you're interested in. Okay, this is SEC oh, only? No, anywhere. College football. Any college anywhere. football person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to check out Colorado. That's where Teams, all my clips were coming from in my vibes. TikToks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Colorado. I, I'm, I'm into this. I'm going to do Logos, it. I'm going to do whatever. it. I'm going to start right now. Okay, okay. She's not starting right now. That's okay. I That's checked. okay. I double you know. checked. Well, I feel like she's probably like breathing it in, breathing it out. You know, like she's right. getting her body and her mind right first before yeah, she starts yeah, Google yeah. image searching. Um, okay, that's ask a personal question. Um, let's go ahead and go to how do we feel, Jamie? A lot of, a lot of spicy, uh, controversial, problematic um, celebrity news. Is yes. there one in particular that jumped out to you this weekend? Let's just start with, obviously, the one I would like to start with is, of course, Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas, because I did predict they would get divorced in our predictions episode. Look at you. And they's going down. Now, listen, do I want a marriage to end just because it can? No. Okay. But I do like being right. And <laughs> you are Nostradamus, and I don't always get to compete. And so this uh-huh. felt like a win. Okay. Um, so let's just re- review. The middle Jonas brother, Joe, filed for divorce from Sophie Turner after four years of marriage. And he cited the reason in the court documents as, quote, the marriage between the parties is irretrievably broken. Okay. Now, as a reminder, they met in 2016 when he was 27 and she was 20. Uh-huh. 20. Uh-huh. And he slid into her DMs. And she was like, oh, my God, I love the Donald Brothers. And they got engaged a year later. Two years later after that, they get married, both in Vegas and the French countryside, as you do. And then one year later, Sophie gives birth to Willa. She is 24. And then two years later, they have another daughter. So they have uh, daughters who are four and one. Okay. Okay. Now, Good spacing. Uh, my, Good three-year spacing. That's smart. That's right. That's right. Now, the comp, the controversy of this was that they filed for divorce. They have a prenup in place, mm-hmm. which my assumption is that's going to him. Like he has- Sure. That's a, protecting a, him primarily. That's right. That's protecting okay. him. Um, because also you're dating a 20-year-old. And sure. who knows where her brain could end up? Well, I'll tell you what her brain can end up. She does not want to be married to you anymore. <laughs> and you're trying to get ahead of it. So a source uh, at TMZ, which, by the way, was Joe's publicist. Okay. That, that's who the source was said well they just have different lifestyles she likes to party he likes to stay home okay uh and then uh they said that joe had access to ring camera footage ring camera footage right saying or and or doing something that made him realize the marriage was over okay uh two things on that number one i love the the idea that joe hacked into the ring camera when it's like it's just it's an app on your phone everybody has it like if you have the thing you get that you can watch all the videos they line them up for you I got to know what was done. I got to know what was done on this Listen, ring camera. My theory is that she was pulling up to the house, pulling mm-hmm. out her key, just trying to figure out how to get in. Mm-hmm. And she's just humming a little Mr. Perfectly Fine by okay. Taylor Swift. She likes those uh, She likes those extra tracks. And yeah. uh, he's a douche. As yeah. a reminder, Joe Jonas falls into the category of the Jake Gyllenhaal, the John Mayer exes of, because uh, he's dated everybody. He dated everybody and he ended up with Sophie. Also, (laughs) he said, we've been, the source said, again, his publicist said, uh, we've been living separate lives for months. As far as custody goes, this literally all happened. We're just trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out in real time. Um, The kids have been with him the Mm -hmm. last few months, traveling with him, with family while he's been on tour because Sophie's been working in the UK. 
Okay. And let me tell you, the internet did not take too kindly to this PR move. And I get it. Listen, this PR person's probably a Gen X, an elder millennial who's like, you know what people hate when women don't take care of their kids? Well, that's a mistake because Gen Z and younger millennials are like, oh, I'm sorry. Is it hard for you to take care of your children while a partner works? Is that that hard. Um, And so they did not take kindly to it that he should probably be parenting his own children while his wife works, which is what women have done for centuries. Do we know what she's, what she was working on? on? She's on a film. She's working on a film. Gotcha. Because the only one I'm seeing right now is uh, in pre-production. Well, I saw her in like what felt like a period piece costume. Yeah, Joan. In, it's called Joan, and she's Joan in Joan. So, oh, so maybe it was like for her. A, like a costuming, you know, setup. But I, my yes. understanding is that it is. And listen, she has. You can find a hundred clips of her talking about what a homebody she is. How she has not really loved LA. She's wanted to move back to England. She even recently said, I would love for my girls to have the education that I had. I would love to be close to my family, but I don't know that I can convince Joe of it. Listen, do I think she's been partying a little bit? I do. I do think she's been partying because I think her brain finally curdled and she was like, I am one of the hottest people walking around this planet. Okay. And I'm with a man seven inches shorter than me in every way. Okay. Why would I stay with this guy? I'm going to scooch on out of here. We So we feel good about Sophie Turner as one of the hottest people on the planet. That is a I thing that we all... Aaron, Google, Google Sophie Turner. Okay. She's Googling her, and then she's going to give yeah. us her fair, feminine perspective. Yeah, she's okay. super duper hot. Like that, okay. John. Oh, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. But I think what, I what Jamie said was one of the one hottest, of the hottest people, people in the world. The world. So that that's how we talk to Do you want to guess what her middle name is? Uh, Sophie Turner. It Sophie feels like it's going to be Rose. old. Is Sophie it old? Rose. Is it feel yeah. like an older name? It's old. Deborah Knox. You have an idea? I like Rose. I feel Belinda. good about it. Oh, you were on the right Belinda's track, Jamie. Um, I do think she's hot. I think she's very hot. I think she looked hot pregnant. She looked hot not pregnant. Maybe both of these people just. Shouldn't be married to each other, and maybe that's okay. Oh, 100%. Maybe that's 100%. okay. I do think, listen, and I know some people might be like, well, the age gap, 20 and 27 is not, but I do think there's a difference between an age gap and a power gap. Mm-hmm. And at 20, and you're a Jonas brother, I just think it's a weird. It's, just- it's weird because I saw some of that discourse of like, it's his fault for wanting to marry her. And it's like, uh, I don't know, because it's like, it's at a certain point, we got to. We got to empower her with the ability to make a choice and be a big girl and yeah. like make a decision and own up to it. Yeah, of course. But then at the same time, we can acknowledge some things, but I don't know. It's like he ruined this because he shouldn't have been seven years older and tried to marry her. That's his fault. You know, because I actually don't think either of them have had like an affair. Maybe that will come out later. I just think they, I do genuinely think that she looked up and went, Yeah, I don't know that I want to live here with this person, maybe even with these kids forever you know what i mean i think she just looked up and went i have put my career on hold for four years and i only have eight left right i'm 27 at 35 i don't have anything to do anymore in this industry if there's a sound effect for uh uh sarcastic career on hold music i'd like to put that in here jason this is my actual theory i'm gonna play irresponsible pop uh psychologist um these are two people whose careers aren't really going great and they're discontent with themselves, with their careers, and it just didn't work out. And that's okay. You know, I don't know. I haven't seen Storybots though from Sophie Turner. So maybe it's great. You know, maybe it's really good stuff. You know? Yeah. No, I was kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. Pause for laughter. 
Jason, drop in some like applause <laughs> or laughter, either maybe laughter and applause. I like that you you're like do they applaud? It's either. I don't yeah. know. What are they? I think so. I think I like they to applaud when I really they laugh. They do. They do. Yeah. All right. Picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious, bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code POPCAST at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, 
small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash podcastpod. Um, okay, let's do, uh, let's stay here with how do we feel. And let's go, um, speaking of uh, things aren't working out, Jimmy Fallon, the, the case of Jimmy Fallon right now is, um, it's, it's, it's tough and it's tricky. And basically Rolling Stone came out with a report um, and in the course of their reporting, they, and they've kind of, um, I, I need to check out the author of the, of the piece because she's been really great at kind of busting some of these really talks like the Ellen workplace, like the, the bad workplace situations. Um, but essentially, uh, this is, uh, so it's from Christy, uh, Lee Yandoli. Um, she talked to more than 80 tonight show employees past and present while she was reporting to this. And, uh, what she, what she writes in the piece is many of them praise Fallon's immense talent and community gifts, not a single one. Not a single person agreed to speak on the record or had positive things to say about working on the tonight show, uh, nor would any of the program's nine showrunners since 2014 comment about the program's namesake on the record, Jimmy Fallon. They wouldn't even give statements of support, comma, as is common in the entertainment industry. This is pretty damning stuff. The, I think the specific, a specific detail of nine showrunners in nine years, that is not great. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of showrunners to have in nine years. And I watched the morning show and that feels like a model of consistency, greatness, excellence. You know, they deal with issues. Um, but really, I think this is uh, there's been something about Jimmy Fallon percolating for a minute. Um, Matt Bellany in his puck newsletter, uh, he commented on the Rolling Stone piece and he said the thing that shocked him the most was all the stuff that everyone knows about that didn't make it into this piece that is basically common industry knowledge so jamie when you hear jimmy fallon might not be the coolest awesomest guy does this surprise you or are you like <laughs> no nah, actually tracks listen you know it takes me back to you this was several years ago but I, like maybe 2019 2018 2019 and there martin short and uh this was when they were promoting i want to say it was the first season of murders in the building mm. and <laughs> Martin Short got on and he said, this is the greatest show on television because there is no host in late night who pretends to care as much as you do. No one captures phoniness like you do. Oh, God. I mean, and that felt like mean to meanly mean and accurate. Do you know what I mean? And then, you know, there's always been the long history of that he has possibly indulges in the drink. Uh You know, uh NBC had to famously put out a statement. Back in the day, I want to say it was like 2016. They had to put out a statement. They were like, listen, he does not have a drinking problem that any of us know about. That was in the official statement. Great statement. <laughs> you think that's from Joe Jonas's person? Amazing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what? And, then it, and then they said, he goes out and has fun and he's had some accidents. There have been conversations <laughs> about that, but the stories are exaggerated. It's like, oh, you're even referencing like the stuff. And then, of course, you know, my favorite rumor that has been 
like so loud for so long mm-hmm. is that famously he had had an ongoing engagement with Ariana Grande, which was why she was always a guest on the show, even when she wasn't promoting things, because that is how they lined up their hookups. Um, and then famously his wife shut it down and was like, yeah, no, not anymore. Like shut it down. And so he, uh, it, when he had that show where people had to finish songs, do you remember that yep, show? I do. Yeah. He, Ariana was on it and like, she came over to hug him and he was like, no, <laughs> he like that. backed out. He backed out of that hug. He was like, absolutely not. We are on television and my wife is watching this. And so I think I think more of, well, I don't, there's no reason to think that. I was just going to walk through, like, I feel like Ariana Grande, ha- or I'm sorry, Ariana Grande has, like, yes, more thanks. respect for herself. And then I remember, oh, no, the Pete Davidson era. So, of course, like, That's aesthetics right. are not going to matter. Remember, she's in her SpongeBob era right now. I think I blocked that. I think I completely forgot Did you forgot forget that. that she broke up that marriage? Oh. Wow. So, that actually makes more sense. With it actually Jimmy makes Fallon more sense. Also, don't forget that last year, Horatio Sands was accused of grooming a minor mm-hmm. and the minor that who is now an adult asked for Jimmy Fallon to be added to the court case sure. because he had encouraged the behavior. And then that settled out of court. Uh, Horatio Sands made a payment to her. I, I don't like anything about that. Have we talked about this? I just don't love the, I don't love grooming. I don't like that word. I feel like there should be something more mendacious. You well, know? I think it's so hurtful to you barbers because they're like, we're I agree. trying to do grooming over here, but without like the weirdness. Yeah. We're, you know? we're your local groomer in a cool way. Or, but, or is that the perfect way to be a groomer and nobody know that you're a groomer? Yeah. You're just, Maybe. you're even, you're, so you're in this scenario you've laid out, they're advertising, they're in newspapers. They're like, I'll groom your kid. But obviously I, th- I think Jimmy, this is timely because Jimmy Fallon is part of the Strike Force 5, uh, the uh, podcast even. coming Ugh. from all the late night TV uh, talk show hosts. Um, Aaron, can you name all the members of Strike Force 5? Okay, this is a podcast. This is a podcast. Yes. Five um, people. Okay. Late night I, hosts. Okay, Jimmy Fallon. You got it. James Corden. Oh wow. No, that's a that's a miss. He's not a late okay. night battleship host miss. He's not. He's, <laughs> what? We have just broken this news. Wow. <laughs> okay. Jason, and breaking news way, music. And by the way, and by the way, late night is so strong, they didn't even replace it. They're like, no. we don't need that show anymore. Yeah. Oh Thank wow. You. Okay. Uh Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, Craig Ferguson? (laughs) (laughs) Is he there? What, 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 uh, what network is Craig Ferguson on? I assume TBS. (laughs) (laughs) It gets weirder. I'm going to see when he went off air. I don't. Oh, here we go. He went off the air, um, exactly nine years ago. Okay. That's not okay. true. 2014. 2014 is when 2005 to 2014. Okay. Uh, uh, how many do I have left? You've got three. You've Seriously? Got, two more. You've got you the Jimmies. More. You did okay. get the Jimmies. Uh, Conan O'Brien? No, he's not been invited. <laughs> but if you go through their uh, reviews, a lot of the people are like, this sucks balls. Bring Conan in. That's okay. kind of like the consistency. Conan does have his own really good podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give Aaron okay. a half because it feels no, don't, like the people don't, No one should listen to it. Don't listen to don't. it. But he does have a good podcast. I don't, uh, I don't know. Here's, the, here's to be fair. One of them you should get. Like, but one of them is an outlier. Like, it is a weird late night choice. Okay. Stephen Colbert. That's good. There you go. Good. Okay. You're only missing one. Two more. Uh, Wait, two more. Oh, yeah. There's two more. He's right. Yeah. I, you're on, you don't Once, the you'll, you'll never get the other one, but one's uh, pretty obvious. Trevor Noah. No. Also does not host also. a late night show anymore. <laughs> okay. But his show uh, ended more recently. <laughs>
That's okay. a period. Okay. It did end in this decade. Should I? Will I know them? It rhymes with meth sires. Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. Okay. That's okay. Good. That's very good. And then that the was last John one. John Oliver. Yeah. Uh, That's a tricky I one. I like him. I like him. Right. He's a good guy. I yeah, like to I like watch him. His I like him. John Oliver, if you're listening, she likes you just as Big much fan. as she likes Craig Ferguson's show. <laughs> yeah. Craig Ferguson was great. He was great. I can't believe he's um, off the air. I know. I know. There's this, a there's a movement to get him back on, honestly. So I think you're, you've got a temperature on the people. One right? of my favorite clips from a Craig Ferguson show was Carrie Fisher when she was trying to explain that her parents, you know, uh, Eddie Fisher and... Uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, thank mm-hmm. you. That, yeah, I know pop culture that, stuff. I know that they were best friends with Mike Todd and yes. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. And then when Mike Todd died in a plane accident, Spoiler alert. that her father comforted Elizabeth Taylor with his penis. Yes. Whoa. And okay. Just, and all this, you just, Craig did not recover. It was yeah. magical. It's a magical clip. We'll include yeah. a link. In the show. I love it. Yeah, please, please. To the interview, not the penis. That would be inappropriate. Well, I don't know that you can find Eddie Fisher. Well, Indy, you know what? Indy, you, you decide. That's up to yeah. you, Indy. Indy, Indy yeah. decide. We don't, we don't micromanage Indy on our show notes. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, uh, so I, I looked up uh, some reviews, like I mentioned, of the Strike Force 5. Um, I'm going to give you the uh, uh, comment authors, and you each get to pick one you want to hear. Okay. okay. So, uh, Jamie, you've got first pick. You can either hear from Buckeye Leroy, Jeff in Alaska, just letter in, or Grumpy Prepper. Oh, Grumpy Prepper every okay. time. Uh, grumpy, grumpy Prepper says awful, period. One star. Oh. If nothing else shows you the importance of having writers in Hollywood, this podcast does. I've actually considered driving an ice pick through both of my eardrums just so I don't accidentally hear this again someday. <laughs> oh, my God. It's horrible. <laughs> I made made a great choice. That's a good one. Good job, Grumpy Prepper. I think that one's my favorite. Aaron, you've also, you've got two winners. I think I know which way you're going to go. Okay. Um, I'll give you the subject of the titles, okay? Okay. Buckeye Leroy, his is Cuck Force 5. (laughs) 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 And then Jeff in Alaska says, Seal Team 5 of Lies. I'm going Buckeye Leroy. That's yeah. a smart choice. Yeah. Cuck Force 5. The only thing worse than these chumps on TV is them stroking each other off on a yes. guestless podcast. Oh, oh my God. What? <laughs> so aggressive. No. So if you're thinking about Strike Force 5 over us, just know that Grumpy Prepper and Buckeye Leroy wouldn't wouldn't agree with that. You know? Yeah. Wow. I wish so, Grumpy Prepper would listen to us. Let us I don't think what, I would. I don't want to hear okay. from Grumpy fair. Prepper. You know? That's fair. That's fair. All right, let's do uh, what's the word, uh, Jamie. And I wanted to talk to y'all specifically about this uh, this revelation after like, I, I experienced this in the post live show haze. Um, Ashley brought this to my attention, uh, and she said, "Have you uh, indulged in the honey pepper pimento sandwich?" And I was like, "I don't even know what what what, what restaurant is this from. I don't know what you're talking about." So she proceeded to get me one from Chick Fil A, and it was. Maybe one of the best things that's happened to me this year. No, like no, no uh, exaggeration. It was uh, glorious. It was incredible. Um, Jamie, have you interacted with the sandwich before? We have actually. Aaron and I ate the sandwich today for like the first went, time. Yes, because you put it in the show. That's right. Uh, Run down, and we were like, we don't know. So we you had not heard know. of this either. Uh, no, we hundred percent had heard of it because we okay. open our app, and so oh, you don't sorry. have the app, and so you. Don't I do know. actually have the app. Thank you, Grandma. You, because and listen, I see commercials because I'm listen, not post commercial. When you open that app, they're aggressive. We're like pimento cheese. You gotta get it. <laughs> so, so we had it. Look, she had the regular. I had the spicy. Oh, okay. okay. 
um, because I prefer the spicy chicken sandwich. And Erin, what were your thoughts? I really liked it. I was disappointed in the amount of pimento It was pathetic. We took a picture. We've already sent it directly to the Kathy family. Why is there? You've shown images of a lot of pimento cheese, and we did not get a lot of That's actually what turned me off on it at first, because I was like, I don't know how to eat this. It looks like it's going to be too much pimento cheese. Okay. And then when we got it, I was like, this is, it just looks like a little. So this is a Goldilocks situation. Yeah. It was like, so it was like a little sneeze of pimento cheese? Like a it wasn't sneeze. like robust enough? No, it was not no. robust. It was, you could still see the chicken through it. Okay. I'm not going to blame the Chick-fil-A cow for that. I'm going to say that's the particular franchise you guys chose to indulge in. I don't well, think that's, yeah, that I was mean, not my experience, you know? Jamie, Jamie was trying to make sure that it was still hot when she got Aaron here. got fries and I wanted yeah. her to make sure her fries yeah, were Jamie hot. Jamie got waffle chips. I always get waffle chips. You Honestly, you said that a couple, I don't know, 20 episodes ago. And I thought you were lying. I thought it was the biggest <laughs> lie. I freaking love those waffle chips. They're delicious. It's crazy. They're so you can good. Get They're those so anywhere. salty. You can no, literally you get those you anywhere. You cannot get those at the pig. You cannot get them at Publix or Kroger. I try. I, you cannot just, get them. You're a psychopath for getting for choosing those <laughs> at a Chick-fil-A. I love them so much. Um, it, listen, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really yummy. The honey is an unexpected delight. Like yeah. that honey being added in is a perfect sweet and salty mix i just i will say i felt like the jalapeno peppers had uh seen some things and were distraught okay um they could have been a little fresher uh they looked like they'd been in a bin for a minute now was this Um, your local chick-fil-a jamie or is this the one that jamie or that aaron is like best friends with the manager no 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 i can't listen i'm not gonna try listen she her chick-fil-a runs like a professional like it's the model Chick-fil-A yeah. of all the Chick-fil-A's. Okay. The rest of us are going to Chick-fil-A's that are doing their best. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like <laughs> sure, they, sure. they're not allowed to have a drive through or they have two drive throughs but only four people working on any given day. Like I have some really sketchy Chick-fil-A's near me. Like, okay. So maybe that, as, maybe it's a function of that. I don't want to discourage people listening. Like, no, it's a I think real, it's, it's delicious. I just think it was, we just could have used a little, like I, I was like, we need an option in the app to add more, like I want a heavy scoop of pimento cheese. Okay, yeah. Don't be bashful with that pimento cheese. Like really get That's in right. there with it. That's okay. Right. Okay. Well, in 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 honor of that conversation, I wanted to check in. You know, just context wise, like we're not going to do a snake draft, but like in terms of top three, you know, uh, fast food menu items, does this sandwich crack like the top three for you, Jamie? No. Not even at Chick Fil A. Not even close. Not even not close. Even, not the top three at Chick Fil A. I don't. Okay, think. so it's waffle chips chicken minis, first. Waffle number one. Chips number one. <laughs> chicken minis for life. Okay. I freaking love them chicken minis, and I just I love those chicken nuggets. I hate this. I hate this take. This is the most basic. <laughs> Aaron, this is would in you basic put in your B top word. three of fa- favorite Chick Fil A menu items? Yeah. Okay, so she put it in the top three. Would you put it in the top three of all fast food? Yeah. You put it in a in a because you know Aaron. Uh, famously does a progressive dinner when she's sad and yeah. she goes from yeah. Wendy's to Taco Bell. Absolutely. To Would McDonald's. you incorporate it to McDonald's? No, Chick-fil-A is exempt from the Trinity uh, of progressive dinners. Okay. I can't, do let me, can I push back on progressive dinner? Because I don't, I feel like that sounds, uh, uh, and, and I'm not trying to um, cast stones here, Aaron, that feels like a more emotionally that. healthy experience than what you're doing because i've been a party to it too so i kind of want to call it like a fast food gangbang because that's really what it is <laughs> it's not a progressive all, dinner wow. that is Listen, that is not, not progr- okay. did you not do progressive dinners at youth group at your church exactly and it was very functional it was very oh. uh i think formatted. this is very functional this no it's is not very formatted no, no i think therapy you're putting is it together but this yes is different. 
You're, you're eating this in the parking lot. This is not a good experience. It is a form of therapy that I no, think. No, I it could is not. No, don't tell people that. I could partner Wendy's, Taco Bell, and McDonald's with BetterHelp. And I think we could really have now that. I'm interested in BetterHelp. Call us. I think BetterHelp, not trying to like tell you how to do your business. Shark Tank idea. Music, please, Jason. I would love BetterHelp to spot. You know how we have the EV parking spots and they're good parking spots for their electrical oh, vehicles that yeah. no one uses in the South. Let's do like a adult emotional breakdown parking spot. You know, it's okay. it's wider, wider space. They're like, yeah. hey, you just went through the drive through park here. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to have those aggressive orange lights on you and just eat in silence and quiet. Nobody can see you. Listen, let me one up this idea because this is brilliant. Thank you. Let's one up it. Maybe it's like a sonic situation where you okay. park and there's a screen to your left and that's where you meet your therapist while you eat oh, your Mexican pizza. That is your brilliant, pizza, Jamie. Right? This that is, is very good. Brilliant. Sonic doing, better help. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sonic better help with great Wi-Fi. I think but, yes. but you don't, but that's not a part of the trinity of the food. The Okay. So, she, is so what Erin is saying is she is not going to therapy. So no, no. Right. I'm saying no. The TV part is just the, the the Sonic food is not a part of the food. Experience. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean a Sonic like. No, no, like, no. That no, could yeah, be yeah. Taco like Bell. The TV just a couple aspect. corrals over there, and like another yes and to your idea, Jamie, which is great, and I think you really like brought it over the top. Right. Um, I would say that your therapist, if you're at Chick Fil A, your therapist shows up like with a uh, Chick Fil A cow filter. You know, like you're talking Chick Fil A cow. <sighs> That's good for and brands. If it's, if it's Wendy's, she gets the ponytails, the pigtails. If it's and she if holds, it's Taco Bell, it's the Chihuahua. That's right. And she holds <laughs> up a picture of your mom dressed as a chicken. <gasps> no, not your mom, but just a mom Wendy's in general. No, just most moms. How would she in even know what your mom looks like? That's just insane. I'm just saying, for therapy, some people need to talk about their moms. Yeah. Many women. So. Okay. Um, I love this idea. This is a good call. But see, but Erin, you wouldn't put it in your top three of all fast food. I think I would. I, th- I really liked it. Okay. What, so Thanks. when you're doing your um, fast food, what's what's all We're in that three? We're not calling it that. It's sparking. Well, People are loving you it. I can... get, um, you get the Mexican pizza okay. from Taco Bell, but you also get a Dr. Pepper from Taco Bell because okay. Dr. Pepper is one of the only restaurants that consistently has fountain dr pepper i did not know you're not getting a baja blast no absolutely not Mm. that ruins everything you get but you get that with extra sour cream and then you move on to wendy's and you can get an asiago spicy chicken sandwich okay and a frosty and fries sometimes and then you go to mcdonald's and you get just fries just the fries and and i think that's the the way you laid it out aaron that's really good because you get those fries last so they're fresh and you're yeah, parking. Exactly. But yeah. but listen, you eat the Mexican pizza while you're in the Wendy's drive through and then you eat okay. your Asiago chicken sandwich, spicy chicken sandwich while you're in the McDonald's drive through. Yeah, this is heavily overlaid. Yeah. Yeah. You're making progress. Yeah. Literally. It's a, it's, it's an, dinner. it's an art form. I think it's, that's it's a, just, that is a fast food. hundred percent. Well, I'd be curious if uh, people listening on our Instagram post for this week, is is if you've tried the sandwich, did you love it? And would you yeah. put it in your top three of all fast food? Because Knox, you would, right? Uh, it, it's four actually. When I really got wow. down to the nitty gritty, like we worked really hard for you. I know. No, no, no not for me. <laughs> Sorry, I got to be honest here. I'm doing the McNa- yeah. Mc- McDonald's nuggets fries oh, combo. Yeah, I forgot about them. They're I'm doing excellent. a hearty sausage biscuit because oh you know, yes, if excellent. you wake up and you got soft podcasting hands. 
and you want to feel like a blue collar boy, um, you eat a sausage biscuit and you're like, With I don't know, maybe I should fix something. Rounds, them little yeah, round hash that's right. Yep. Get the grease on there, mix Love it with it. the sweat. And then I've got the Dairy Queen uh, Reese's Cup Blizzard, you know? Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to cross all my. Hey, okay, I want to yeah. know listeners top three fast food yeah. of all time. Put those in the comments. I want to see Who's in it. your fast food let us know, please. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Obviously, we're not really talking about the box office a ton because not much is happening right now. But we did get this weirdo, interesting trailer for uh, a movie called The Bike Riders, which is starring uh, Jodie Comer, Austin Butler, Tom Hardy. And it's it's, uh, brought to us by Jeff Nichols, a pretty great uh, director. Jamie, did you watch this and what did you think? Oh, I did watch it. And holy moly. So, guys, this is based on it's a fictional story based on a photo book, which has always got me nervous. But... Mm -hmm. This premiered at the Telluride Film Festival, and it is 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, although now we know. Compromise. Yeah. Yeah. But this is about Kathy with a K, which I think tells us a lot. Mm -hmm. Kathy, a strong-willed member of the Vandals who is married to a wild, reckless bike rider named Benny, recounts the Vandals' evolution over the course of a decade, beginning as a local club of outsiders united by good times, rumbling bikes, and respect for their strong, steady leader, Johnny. Now, Kathy is played by Jodie Comer. We love Jodie Comer here yeah. at PMG. This accent that she has chosen for this role is a problem. That's when I saw him for the first time. It took my breath away. Not to be different, but to be, I don't know, like he's wild. Jason is, is shaking his head in dissent as the as the king of the Midwest uh, at the PMG. Everything in this movie is great, right? Because, like, you're right. This is, uh, it looks like contemporary Midwestern Fury Road. Love it. Yes. It looks like prestige Sons of Anarchy. 
you know, we, we mentioned Tom Hardy. We mentioned Austin Bell, Jody Comer. You've also got Michael Shannon shows up in here. Boyd Holbrook. I don't even know if he makes it into the trailer who he's fresh off an incredible run on justified city primeval, which he's just immense. But unfortunately everyone in this trailer, all the principal uh, actors sound like they're doing a, do you remember the, the SNL sketch, the bears, you know, where everyone's like, da bears, coach Dicka. And it's, it makes me not take it seriously. Jamie. Listen, and I noticed they barely let Austin Butler even speak. Right. Like at all. Because he doesn't sound like, like that. He sounds like Elvis still. He so sounds that's like Elvis. Jody Comer and Tom Hardy sound like they are from rival subdivisions <laughs> in the, on the, the line between New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Like it is the weirdest accent. Like, and what I, I and I love that they're like, we aged her just yeah. by cutting her hair. We yeah. didn't change her face at all. This is 30 years in the future. We didn't even try. We have no budget for makeup at all. But listen, Tom Hardy, it reminds me of his Venom accent, but oh it's like God. weirder. I've been thinking, I can't run this club forever. Hey, you know, just, just think it over, you know. And it's I higher pitched somehow. It's it so stupid. And I love his Venom accent. So I am all in on whatever he's doing, but yeah. I'm always all in whatever he's doing. Norman Reedus is in this as a cat character named Funny Sonny. What you know? What what? Just make him Daryl Dixon, and just like I don't know. You guys figure it out. You guys figure out how this walking. There's just like a zombie head on the back of his bike. Like I don't know, man. But it works out. I would be more interested if this was about actual bike riders fighting for bike lanes. Okay, I wasn't impressed with. That's too violent, Jamie. That's too violent. (laughs) People are not ready for that kind of. uh, I got scared uh, today. Listen, I did get scared today because I was in a lane that became a bike lane. I was like, I gotta get over. In Birmingham, they have those. They don't have sidewalks in Birmingham, but they have bike lanes. They have them everywhere. They have bike lanes everywhere here. Incredible, incredible. Maybe they'll get those roads one day. Um, Okay, well, that is our conversation on the more you know. Um, if you thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjamie.com slash 521. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? <gasps> this is the most devastating red light I've ever had to do. Okay. I'm so okay. sad. I'm so sad. My red light today is Drew Barrymore. Oh, wow. It's so hurtful. Listen, I have loved her since we were both five years old and she was on ET and I was watching ET. I love her. I eat Reese's Pieces. That's my favorite candy because of her. I've watched every movie. I own every book. I own a tea kettle by her from Walmart. Erin gifted it to me. I have her ET uh, eyeshadow palette. Like I love Drew Barrymore. Truly. I get, I have a subscription to her magazine. And I watch everything she makes. However, she hosts a syndicated talk show, The Drew Barrymore Show. And this weekend, she announced that the talk show would begin broadcasting its fourth season during the Writers Guild strike. Mm-hmm. Okay? Which is a violation of strike rules. So on Monday, 9-11 in New York, how dare you, mm. uh, Drew resumed taping of her show. Now, that makes Drew a scab. She is a strike scab. And let me tell you why. So the Writers Guild has these separate contracts for different types of work. And she is working on her contract for uh, talk shows, game shows, and uh, daytime soaps. Okay? And that contract is current in, in effect. So that's not what we're striking about. She's a theatrical performer. So she could make a commercial right now for her own boucle chair at Walmart, which mm-hmm. is dope. And she would not be in violation of the strike. She could not be in a movie with Adam Sandler. That would be in violation of the strike. But here's the thing. She posted on her Instagram. She's like, hey, guys, I wish I could do a really good Drew Barrymore. Um, but she, I know, it's really what's missing from all. I can't do any impressions. So it's also missing. It's okay. But <laughs> uh, the Writers Guild, um, 
she they were she was like you guys i'm still gonna do the show because obviously we started the show in the pandemic and this matters and we want to continue the work that writers do everywhere and we are not going to violate any of the strike rules that is not true she just said we're not going to talk about any struck work well you're literally making a struck work the drew barrymore show according to the writers guild of america is a struck work because it has three writers that are all members of the writers guild now so let me double back what was the she's like we're going to keep doing it because like just because this matters like this is important oh, talk show work? because we have to bring joy we have to bring joy <sighs> and right dicey. now you only have the view and mark and kelly arguing about the summer and so are I'm they allowed to, to keep back. going mark and kelly well so mark and kelly they have non-guild members writing their show okay so they do not have writers guild members writing their show so it's just gross but it's not like violating any strike rules the view is also violating the strike oh, because they okay. have writers guild members who work on their staff. And so I feel now, about morning show hosts like Aaron probably felt about late night hosts. <laughs> I don't know that I could get two out of five. Honestly. No, you probably could not. Well, Jennifer Hudson, did you know she hosted daytime? That's a lie. Show? That's not real. That's a true story. <laughs> so, so Drew was like, we, she made it seem like in her post because someone wrote that post for her, which is the irony of all of this is that she made it seem like, Oh, we're paying our writers we're honoring the work. We have a waiver. She implied all of that. None of that is true. Within literally 60 seconds of her posting that post on Instagram, the Writers Guild put up a thing and said, hey, we're striking the Drew Barrymore show. We're p- picketing the show tomorrow. Be at CBS Studios at 6.30 a.m. Eastern. And they were. And in that picket line included the three writers who work on the Drew Barrymore show. Mm. And then what happened is some students from NYU had gone to, they had gotten free tickets to the show. They were interviewed by The Hollywood Reporter. They went to the show and they were like, they handed us pens. Like the, the Writers Guild, of course they are. It's a picket line. You're crossing a picket line. So if you're going to go inside, they want you to wear a pen. And so when they went inside, they were like, you can't wear that pen on screen. And they were like, and one person took it off, but then the other person just kept going. And then they escorted them both out of CBS Studios. They would not let them stay for the taping. So it's all very gross. This is so easy. Just don't cross a picket line. Because here's the thing, y'all. You're a scab if any worker takes a striking worker's place on a struck work. And so what's happening is Drew could come out and say, I'm writing it. I'm writing all my own questions now. Yeah. I'm writing all my own stuff. That's, yeah, you're a scab. You're taking the job of a writer. Your literal writers who've been with you from the beginning of the show, all three of them, all women, are all outside picketing. Like, you can't, you can't do it. So, dear Drew, I will not be watching ever after during my monthly period. Okay. Or drinking sleepy time tea I made with your kettle from Walmart. So what, until can, can I get you some correct this? Let me give some terms on this. Are you like uh broke off forever? Are you like broke off until she like makes it cool? Or well, like she undoes this? See, like what I was at? really hoping she would cancel recording because her guests today were Brooke Shields, who was going to talk about a documentary that is a it is not a it is it does not involve the writers guild or the SAG AFTRA. And then Jordan Fisher, who we all really love Jordan Fisher because he's in Sweeney Todd and he's from Alabama and we oh, really yeah. love him. That's right. Yeah. He's Liv's boyfriend uh, Liv and Maddie. He does a great job. Oh, okay. Well, and he is in this, he is in SAG as is Drew Barrymore, but this is not, as long as he, he can talk about Sweeney Todd because it's not a struck work. Okay. It's a, uh, it will be soon because they'll go on strike soon enough, but no matter. Sure. Uh, it, it's just a bummer. So it won't be forever. I really had hoped when she saw the picket line, she was like, I'm just not going to cross this picket line because that's a vibe and I'm not going to do it. God, it because would be so good happened. if you had a Drew Barrymore impression. You could have used it right there and it would have been electric. I know, right? Because listen, Maya Rudolph, they were going to continue 
to make a show. What? And then there were Oh, the like, Apple show? Or does she have a morning show too? No, she has a different, she has an actual fictional show. But and shouldn't she, was, she have a morning show? Don't we all agree that that's probably something? Oh, I would love that. Are yeah. you kidding me? Thank but you. she, when they got to the studio, when they got to the filming, there was a picket line and she was like, I'm not going to cross a picket line. I yeah. don't care if there's a waiver. It doesn't matter to me. We're not, I'm not, it doesn't matter because this was before Screen Actors Guild had uh, gone on strike. Sure. And she was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to cross the picket line. And so for Drew, and again, the reason this is so bothersome is because I love her, but also because if anyone understands being treated badly by this industry, it is mm. Drew Barrymore. Like she has a long history. She's my favorite Nepo baby of all time, yeah. but no, this is not okay. It's not good. It's not good yeah. stuff. Um, okay. Myra Light, speaking of not good stuff, uh, this is the 20 uh, year anniversary of um, me almost proposing to Ashley on 9-11. Uh, Again, so this just is wanna, my favorite weird let's fun don't fact forget. about you. Let's don't forget. 20 years ago. How embarrassing would that have been? It would have been bad. It would, And look, even though my mom and sister independently said, you can't do that, I was still like, I think I'm going to do it anyway. I think I'm just going to go ahead and do Listen, it. Listen, I'm still really sensitive about even posting on social anything that's not related to 9-11 on 9-11. Yeah, yeah. Well, I almost proposed marriage And to, you did that uh, two years after 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, look, you know, like it's just whatever. Like, let's just like keep moving forward. Let's don't look back. This is to be fair. You're not, you don't always have a good grasp on time and dates and (sighs) time zones. I was like, I don't know when 9 11 was time zone wise. Like, I don't even know if it was the same day. Like, I experienced it. So it was confusing. You literally live in the Easter time. When you know better, you do better. (laughs) No, see, at that point, I was in Central, which is a whole big different thing. Cause it's like, what's the actual day here, guys? What are we doing? We're we not thinking? getting. Where were you going to propose to her? No, no, no. Like when nine eleven happened, I was in Central Time Zone, so it was like, uh, was that nine eleven for me, or was that nine ten? Was that nine thirteen? I don't know. <laughs> no one told me I because there like were bigger things to talk. About. About. I feel like you didn't think about it long enough. I didn't. I didn't. No, so yeah. just red light to me, ongoing for That's almost fair. doing that, but I didn't. So everybody chill. Uh, but the big red light is, um, I don't know if y'all saw this, but there's this dude. Uh, his name is Paul Landis. And uh, he is, he's coming out with a book called The Final Witness. And uh, this is about the John F. Kennedy assassination. You may have heard about it. Spoiler alert. He did get assassinated it. in Dallas. Um, and uh, so he's uh, he was one of the two. Wait, pause service. really quick. Aaron, is that something that Texas is proud of no matter what? What? That the president got assassinated in your state? Yeah. It's not something we're proud of, but it is an interesting fact. Oh, they yeah. are proud of it. Secretly, <laughs> they are glad it happened there. Sometimes they're like, hey, don't start and I won't be none. Know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> so, Stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Uh, so he, so his book, um, basically, he is uh, well. He was one of the two Secret Service agents assigned to Jackie O. Um, so he was right there. He's 15 feet away um, when uh, Kennedy was hit. But his book um, is going to dispute the magic bullet theory um, that has been circulated. Which oh. for 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 the younglings out there who are like, I don't, what is the magic bullet theory? Uh, it's basically that one bullet. Uh, uh, did all the damage. It hit uh, Kennedy from behind, comes out of his throat, hits uh, the governor, Mr. Conley, and then hits his back wrist, uh, chest, and thigh. But it's just, that's kind of crazy. But the Warren Commission uh, uh, who studied this and investigated it, they're like, we don't have any other answer. This probably has to be it. But basically this guy is like, I found a bullet and it got misinterpreted. So th- long story short, his evidence is going to suggest that there's a second shooter because... <gasps> Oswald yes. could have gotten off all these shots. Now, let me let me caveat this. Uh, Paul Landis, uh, because he was a Secret Service agent um, at that point, he's 90. You know, he's like basically 90 years old. Um, uh, and I don't know, public track record with 90-year-olds right now. It's not great, you know, in terms of recall and just like general vibes. So 
the question, it begs the question, like, why do this book now? And are you sure you remembered it all right? You sure you got all this? Like, pretty cool? You know, he was in a documentary about the shooting. And I remember at the time thinking, he does not believe what he's saying. Oh. And I, but again, I don't make any clear judgments on what did or did not happen based I on love vibes. That you I love not yourself into this. historical decisions based on vibes. I, I like not. that you were like, I broke news to him before he even knew <laughs> himself. But listen, I have, well, I have, to be fair, I have seen that autopsy photo of yeah. JFK and yeah. she is tough. Yeah, She's the toughest one. It's, it's, listen, a, it's a bad one. Prince it's is a, a walk one. in the park, Paisley Park, if you will, compared to JFK's. It's yeah. Tough. I mean, look, if we're talking about the spectrum of autopsy photos, it is number one up there. Do oh, you guys it's have, number do you guys one. Have, uh, uh, Does everybody Kennedy have it? When you do your around uh, of wow. fast food, what's your least, what's your favorite autopsy photo to look at? We're having two very different conversations. Yeah. I wanted to go for conspiracy theories. Jamie wanted to go to autopsy photos. And would oh. you take Jamie's first and then take mine second, please? Thank you. I don't look at autopsy You've photos. You've never looked at an autopsy photo? You've never seen no. the Farley one, the Chris Farley one? Really? No, absolutely yeah. not. Wow. Yeah, she's she's a nice Googler. No, for she's the audio. Not. The air of arrogance that Aaron has <laughs> over us emotionally, no, I don't I appreciate I just don't right want to look Listen, at I'm an educa- autopsy I'm photo. educated. I do yeah. not want to look at it. Okay, so what's photo. your favorite conspiracy theory? It's JFK, yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, JonBenet Ramsey. Okay. <gasps> yes, I yeah. also love JonBenet Ramsey. Okay. And that owl that killed that lady. Yes, yeah. that is crazy. That is crazy. That Listen, is yes. crazy. You know what? You know, I've got a double conspiracy on the owl thing. So the conspiracy theory is that the owl did it. I think Big Al put it up because now I respect owls. If I see an owl, I'm like, yo, that 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 owl killed me. It was man. like yeah. the Tootsie Roll owl. He, a little bit. He, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just going to back up. I'm going to respect these owls. I'm not going to go after them because they can kill men. They can kill men or women, you know, uh, whatever. We talked a lot about owls this year on the show. That's the second time. Big year for owls. Big year for owls. <laughs> Big year you know? for owls. It really is. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week is a new stand-up special that I – Freaking loved. I feel like I've been in a drought of stand-up specials because, listen, I watched that one of that guy that did not get hired on SNL because he used the N-word on a podcast. Shane Gillis. That was bad. That stand-up special, I was like, oh, so you're still racist. Good to know. Good to know. He does have a riff on when you get really into history. That's just you starting to become a Republican. And I was like. (laughs) That's right. Oh, dang, man. I do like World War II. I just don't want to belong to either party. Is that okay? Um, and so, and then I want, listen, I didn't love Tom Segura's last one. I didn't think it was as funny as he had been. I know that's upsetting Jason Waterfalls, but this is Michelle Wolf, her brand new special called It's Great to Be Here. Now, I, what I love about it is she kind of trades it and I'm like, I like this, like most standups do a classic hour and then they're out. So what she did was she did three half hour specials and she funded them herself. She produced them and she edited them all herself. Love Which it. I really love. And she she talks about everything. And listen, she takes no prisoners, including comedians, which is my favorite thing. Because she famously runs with the big dogs of comedians, some of which are maybe occasionally problematic. And so I like that she held their heads under the water, just like everybody else. And I loved it. She talked about uh, sexual harassment. She talked about dating. Um she talks about all struggles matter that that's one of her specials is all struggles matter plus me too. And it's actually so poignant and lovely. Like she's very vulnerable in the special, but 
to me, Michelle Wolf, I think one of the hiccups, and she has talked about this, is that you can't control how your voice sounds. A lot of people don't like her voice, which is so silly because if you watch any of her three specials that are on Netflix, they are all top notch. She does a whole thing about, in one of her specials, about how if men had periods, that tampons would be superheroes and it would be like, are you Marvel or DC? And then it would just Fair. be Spider Man coming out of your Pikachu. I yep. love it. It's so yeah. good. So, anyway, that's my green light. Uh, my green light, I'm going to go, I've got two this week. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, first one, Zach Bryan, his, uh, subtitled album. Yes. And this is timely cause he also got arrested. I don't think that was a stunt. I think he was just like, he, he kind of had like a diva moment for a second and got cuffed. Do you know Jason, who I am? Jason's just beating. Jason, Zach you, Bryan. are you doing a conspiracy theory off of our conspiracy theory conversation where you think Zach Bryan actually got arrested on purpose? Wow. That's interesting. That's a hot take. That's a spicy take. Regardless. Um, his, the album itself, really, really good. Uh, he's got a, a, a banger poem at the top called Fear and Fridays. I think we, we can play a little bit of a line here. I'm unhinged, unworthy, and distasteful to mostly everyone I meet. However, I am loyal to a fault to anyone I find kindness in. I do not and will not fear tomorrow because I feel as though today has been enough. And I got no hate in my heart for anything, anywhere, or anyone. And I think Fear and Friday has got an awful lot in common. They're overdone and glorified and always leave you wanting. Yeah, I think Fear and Friday has got an awful lot in common. They're overdone and glorified and they always leave you wanting. He's also got, um, uh, I remember everything with Casey Musgraves, spotless with the Lumineers. I love the Lumineers. I love that they got together. He shared something on social recently. It was several years ago where he's just trying to make it and he messages the Lumineers. He's like, love your music. I've always been the biggest fan. Like you've been such an inspiration. If you would go to my profile and listen to my music maybe. And like now he's doing a song with them, which is really cool to see. Uh, Hey Driver, I think with the Warren Treaty. Uh, It's really good stuff. Um, I really like this album. It's really, really strong. Probably going to have another album on Greenlighting next week. Uh, spoiler alert, but um, it's a good time for country music uh, albums right now. And then the uh, other Greenlight as a book, uh, this is by Hampton Sides. It's called Hellhound on His Trail, The Stalking of Martin Luther King Jr. and the International Hunt for His Assassin. Uh, this was a, it, you know, I have not really ever been a big historical fiction fan, and this isn't historical fiction, but it is told as if it was. Uh, he, uh, Hampton Sides does... Uh, incredible research, interviewing, um, uh, kind of collating a lot of the facts of the case to turn it into a story that feels very um, uh, almost fictionalized, but it actually is 100% real. Um, I told y'all, I think we were in Austin and I was working through it. Um, I didn't realize James Earl Ray um, escaped from prison twice. One, he got out and then eventually uh, assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. And then when he is in jail, he uh, escapes again, which is just insane. And we just recently had another escape convict uh in like our real life right now which is kind of bananas yeah yeah um so that was kind of timely but um it does a really good job of sometimes i think you can sensationalize these like tragic historical things which was i was a little leery of but this does a good job of like really centering on uh martin luther king jr what he was working on at that point what had led to where he was at that like kind of the 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 tiredness of his spirit and his soul um what james Earl ray was about and how he went about things so um it's really well put together really informative on a thing i didn't really know that much about uh and how it resolved itself 
Uh, but this, this is a big old yes chef for me. Uh, listen, this, this has twelve thousand ratings on Goodreads, and it's four point three stars. So that is high. That's praise. that's a lot. That's a lot for Goodreads. But th- this yeah. is excellent. I highly recommend everybody check uh, that out. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember anytime you're doing shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/the/podcast first. So your purchases are affiliate link. If you're adding purchase using that link this week was Jamie. This is a spray called My Pet P. Listen, another uh, endorsement for pet apocalypse is everywhere. The fact that you have to get a 32-ounce bottle of My Pet Peed, which is pet stain and odor remover. Now, to be fair, this has 7,000 ratings and 4.5 stars, but there were a lot of questions. Again, guys, could I do some advice? Don't be this kind of person answering questions. First question was, uh, I have artificial turf in my backyard. Would this product work to rid it of the urine odor? And Robert answered, not sure, but you will know when you try. Listen. And then we got the question, how do you know when everything has been extracted? And Dida said, you just guessed. Didn't even period that. And then finally, my favorite came from, I have five cats. I love the product, but can't afford it on an ongoing basis. I'm a new widow on Social Security. Can you make me a deal for a regular delivery? (laughs) She's trying to make a deal in Amazon questions. And then, of course... Uh, the, uh, the answer came from Amazon customer. That's all it says. It says, you have to ask the company. I'm just a customer. You can, <laughs> I can't make you a deal. So love it. Love this space. Thank you, Amazon, for being the worst. All right, you guys. Don't forget, you can join us in Atlanta for our live show where Jason Waterfalls and Aaron Moon will be on stage and all kinds of chaos will happen and you do not want to miss it. Also, remember, we're doing a deep dive on all the things that happened at our Austin show over in Patreon when the more you know comes out next week. So you can go to either of those in the show. We have the links to both of those in the show notes. We would love to have you join us in Atlanta or on Patreon. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on the socials at Knox Coy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.